Can we first talk about who's drawing the show today? Sorry, this. Why this is such a big episode this for us? This is a big episode for me personally, for everyone as an NFL fan. Um, we have Kyle Arrington joining the show, who, if you don't know, he led the uh, league in interceptions 2011, 2014 Super Bowl champion. Um, we're, we're talking to a man who led the league in interceptions. It's, it's ridiculous. This guy, fun fact about him, actually, you know what, we'll save it for the interview, but we're super psyched about that, so just wait till the end. Um, interview so, interview will be at the very end of of this. So happy. Uh, I I want this podcast to be obviously about NFL sports, but Teddy and I talked about how we kind of want it to be. We want you guys to know a little bit about us. Um, how have you been recently? How was today? How's start of the week? I've been all right. How about you? How's your weekend? You know Apparently. what? Really shitty day. Yeah. Really shitty day. Worst day since I've been here. You want to know why? It's got a 101. One, 101 temp. Hey, during the weekend. But we're still fucking here right now. And that's <laughs> the fucking think, most important. He's still fucking sitting right here at this If table. you think I'm going to delay a podcast episode because of a temperature, you, the, the audience, the crowd, does not know me. Not at all. Uh, this weekend, I stayed in, got the temperature down, uh, took it easy, didn't do much. You had a good weekend. Uh, didn't do much. Watched some sports. Watched some of my bets hit. Um, but today, we I was like, you listen, know what? We also we watched some of them not hit. That's we gonna, watched some that's of gonna, them not we'll, hit. That's going to lead us in right now, honestly. No, no. I got to tell you about my day. All right. Go ahead. Uh, I'll try and go fast. But I woke up today, and I was like, I'm going to go to class. Okay. Last week, didn't go to class. Go to my social work class in a winter coat. Um it was 65 degrees. It was, it was 65. In a winter coat, I was cold. I was sh- shivering on my way to class. Some sweatpants. I get to class, and I don't know if she had the temperature set at 45, but it was freezing in the class. Inside the me. classroom? Yeah, to me. Okay. It probably wasn't that cold. Okay. And so I was, like, shivering in my winter coat, and then all the classmates are looking at me like, why does this boy have a winter coat on? So I strip. Then 20 minutes in, I'm like, oh, my God, it is hot in here. She changed the freaking temperature on me. So I strip down on my winter coat, take off my sweatshirt in front of class. She's like, uh, yeah, Max, are you doing all right? I'm like, uh, I thought I was. You're sitting there dripping. Until I, until I came to the first class in a week. Yeah. And But, no, I'm not doing okay. She's like, you can just be excused. You can go. I'm like, no way. In the middle of class, yeah. she just said that to you in specific. In front of like 30 kids. And then I was like. So you must have been really standing out. Well, Ill. I don't know. If you have a winter coat on and it's 65 degrees out, yeah. you must be standing out. And so. And I'm sure half the girls and all people were like freaking out at you about like this kid being sick yeah. in class. Because I've seen that happen before. I, I did have to announce a couple times that I did test negative for COVID. Oh, yeah. I remember when I was More sick. Than a couple I, times. I'd be coughing after every single cough. I'd be like. I just tested yeah, negative. Cough, cough is brutal. Oh, and then yesterday, my MacBook got a big crack in it, and it's a five-year-old MacBook, so I had, to, I had to Uber to Destiny Mall, talk to the Apple guy. He's like, yeah, $500 to fix it, 1000 for a new one. I'm like, well, thank you, sports betting. Yep. I can afford to pay my dad back for a new MacBook. Yep. So $1,000 from sports betting. Thank you for helping me afford a new MacBook. Anyways, no one gives a shit about my life, um, except the real ones. 
like the two guys sitting in this room. Absolutely. One of them, the editor, my roommate, Mitcher, Mr. Wiesman from Germany. He is a German. He's a German. I feel like we should get that out of the way. And my co-host, Theodore Sweetwood. He loves to be called Theodore. <laughs> yep. Um, you going to call your boy? We going we gonna to talk about the Jets? Yeah, let's go ahead. Here, let me get you a password real quick. Why don't you tell everyone? Basically, what what a crazy week of first we're calling. So what we're doing right now is we're getting my boy on the phone. We're honestly the only diehard Jets fan that I know, which, you know, at this point, if you're still a diehard Jets fan, which he has been his whole life, uh, it's, it, a, it's impressive. If you turn on the game every week, I honestly have a ton of respect for you. Let, let me tell you, it's not easy being a bad sports team diehard fan. Yes, but you guys have you've also watched your team make playoff runs several years. Like he just has That's not. That's true. Last t- last team he watched was Mark Sanchez. Yeah. Um who did go to the playoffs? University of Miami right now. Hey Max, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me on. Of course, I'm here right now with uh, the other Max in the room, Max Shu. Teddy, um, who's your favorite Max? My Max? Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of a I, tricky question. I mean, I'll, I'll avoid that one. So, you don't, basically, you don't have to tell that. you're the only person I know who's emotionally connected to the Jets. So, I, yeah. I just have a few questions. First of all, initial thoughts. Uh, from- a, clap, a clap for being a diehard Jets fan, and I can't imagine... Well, I can imagine I'm a Vikings fan, but I, it's just it's, it's just, just Matt. It's it's so respectable. It's not the same thing to be a diehard Jets fan. It's not the same thing. Anyway, at least they have a Super Bowl. Anyway, so first of all, initial thoughts from the game right away. Which which game? The last past game. Past game. Past game. So the Colts game, I would say that Mike had a great first drive. Really sucks. He got hurt, but I think our defense really. Could not stop the run. It was like a very poor performance uh, defensively. Yeah, absolutely. I Jonathan Taylor on one of my fantasy teams. So not only Jonathan Taylor, but and uh, I had uh, Hines. Hines. I had Hines another one. Yeah, yeah he, Hines, Hines went off also. He went crazy too. When when you got two running backs that are running all over you, it's kind of like the Browns yeah. with Kareem Hunt. And yeah, it was not it was not good. So basically, as our Jets analyst, you know this team better than anyone. Zach Wilson healthy and Mike White hopefully coming off this injury you know let's say it is the around the same time when this decision's ready to be made if you're the coach what are you doing I mean I think you gotta let Mike play I think that very well might be the case for next week at Buffalo because Zach might be back and they said Mike will be fine to play I think I think the main I think the coaching staff's gonna have a hard time deciding because you know Zach Wilson was the number two overall pick but like being a Jets fan forever, like the last twenty to thirty years, we've had like zero success at the quarterback position. So it's like, as a Jets fan, like I don't really care who our quarterback is. I just want someone who is obviously good. So I think you got to give Mike the start because I mean, I mean the previous game before that, I mean he threw for three touchdowns, four hundred yards. You know, yeah, no, it was, th- it was, he had the most yards of anybody in uh, in his first career start. So I mean, I think you got to give it to him. I'm a little biased. I'm I don't like Zach Wilson at all, um, and I I think 
However, Zach Wilson can prove me wrong, but he can only do that if Robert Sala leaves him on the bench for this first year. And even though he's not behind a veteran guy like Mike White's not veteran quarterback, I think you gotta. He's in a order pro. For, he's been in a lot of practices. A lot. Of, he's been in the league for yeah, years. I, I, I mean, yeah, but also, you. You have to let Zach Wilson develop for this year in order to see what he can do on the field next year. Yeah, and I mean, you gotta, you gotta let Mike have a chance. I mean, after coming off a game like that, like... I mean, if you think about it, Mike White's probably ran practice squad. He's been going up against NFL defenses in practice for years yeah. now. And then he finally gets his shot, and this, and he had never... Had he been in a game before, or he had never started a game? I don't think he's ever been in a game. He might. He was in the game versus the Patriots the week before... The, um, no, but this I is meant first before year. the Patriots. I do not believe so. I'm not sure about it. Definitely not started one. So, yeah, I knew that. So, and, I, yeah, I think the hard thing is, obviously, you use a uh, first-round pick, and obviously the second overall pick in the draft, so it feels bad, obviously, letting it go to waste if that's what's going to happen with him. But yeah, I mean, the, the way I look at it, though, is like, I mean, so be it. If you wait the second overall pick and you let Mike play the rest of the year and he plays great, like, I mean, you find your franchise guy one way or another, like, you know what I mean? I mean, it is what it is, but, you know, I, I, I think I think you got to let him start because I think it's unfair. I mean, after coming off a game like that and not being able to back it up uh, in the Colts game because he got hurt, I mean, he did have a great first drive, so. Yeah. It was better than, that, even that first drive was better than I've seen Zach Wilson play all year, so. Definitely. Uh, how, how about Elijah Moore, though? That boy's a stud. Yeah, Elijah Moore's awesome. You guys have some good receivers. Yeah, no, Corey Davis is solid. Elijah Moore, you know, when given the opportunity, when they throw the ball to him, I mean, he's great. All, all are young, I, too. I also, I also think Michael Carter is uh, yeah. becoming a real star. I think he's been playing great recently. So, last question. Um, who wins next week and by how much? Let's say Mike White is starting. You know, the Bills coming off the most embarrassing I mean, loss. I mean, the Bills. Listen, if the Jags could do it. Yeah, I mean, obviously we have a chance. I think that, you know, unfortunately the game is away, which obviously does not help. And I think the the Bills are going to be looking for some revenge. But I mean, I think we Mike White played a great game versus the Bengals, and I mean the Bills have a good defense. But I think. You know, I think they can keep the game close. And, I mean, who knows? I mean, all you want to do is be in the game versus, versus a team like the Bills. If you're in it, like, you know, you never know. I mean, you could always pull out the win. But I think if Mike White starts and, you know, they have a good offensive game plan, I I, I, think, there's a, I think there's a chance. All right, you got to answer the question. Who wins by how much? I'm, I'm going to say we're going to win. Oh, boy. We're going to win field goals last drive if Mike, if Mike White starts. All right. And that's locked in. I'm feeling it. We Ma- Max, you're a good dude, but your take is not great. I like it. Gotta, gotta believe in the team. I like it. I guess so. All right, Max. I like the confidence. As a Pats fan, you definitely want the Jets to keep this, you know? Absolutely. I'm pulling for you guys extremely, and I hope that you guys win. Thank you for joining the show, and we'll talk to you soon, homie. Thanks for having me. Peace. I think it kind of goes back to... You got a feel for him sometimes. I, I bet... Uh, I bet on the Jets, or sorry, I bet on the, my lock of the week was the Chargers, because I was like, Justin Herbert isn't going to have three bad weeks in a row, mm-hmm. and I think that's going to be like Josh Allen. I mean, I don't know how he played two weeks ago, but he's not going to play two back-to-back 
bad games, and you're going to have those fluke losses, like versus the Jags. So should we get into uh, this past week and how it how it went? Yeah, not not a great week for sports betting. Um, I really I liked my picks more than any other week. I came out positive, pretty big from other sports. We will have a Twitter page coming. Yep. That will be posting. Anytime Max places a bet, it will go on simultaneously. Right. Because I, I don't like just to bet on the FL because if it's a week like this where I go maybe 50% if the Steelers win, then I got other things to back up like the NBA, the college football. But watching the Steelers and Bears game on right now here on TV, and let's just say, despite a pretty bad week, if the Steelers win by seven, the Steelers- we go over 50%. And who's up 7-0 yeah. right now? Yeah. All right. Who's up? Uh, do you, you want to run through these games? Yeah, yeah. So, Jets at Colts. Jets, Jets lost by 15. I had them losing by 10. That one kind of hurt. They had a chance to score a touchdown with, like, Dude, listen, a minute left. Just what we were uh, talking about there with the other Max. They, Mike White comes in right into the game, drives right down the field, scores, touchdown, whatever gets hurt on either that play he threw the touchdown or the play right before i don't exactly remember um and then obviously a whole different ball game um so i didn't even know the dude who came in behind him josh johnson yeah so that was the first time i saw him texans at dolphins that was disappointing tyrod taylor couldn't do anything against a terrible dolphins team with their backup Jacoby Brissett. Hey, well, he's not technically the backup if the starter's healthy and he's playing, so. Starter was not healthy. Yeah, he was. He has a fractured wrist. Dude, Tua was not hurt. Tua was hurt. Look it up. Look it up. Settle it. Tua. I saw a healthy scratch. Injury. Tua Tugavaiola out versus Texans with finger injury. Listen, all I'm going to say is they're calling it a finger. I saw a report that just said they wanted him in there. I'm sure Tua's not 100%, but... Yeah, Jacoby gives you almost a better chance to win than Tua does. I think something's fishy going on, but... Who knows? Who knows? Anyways, that one missed by a lot. Oh, boy. I don't like admitting this Cowboys-Broncos one. That was bad. I don't so, think anyone in the country but Broncos fans saw that one coming. I was re-watching uh, the last episode, all the picks, and I saw it... I Dak! Get your shit together! You scared the shit out of me. I just, I saw uh, my facial expressions when you said Cowboys minus 10. And I'm not going to lie, of course I had full belief in the Cowboys to win that game. But 10 points is a lot. And the Broncos, in my opinion, don't suck. I mean, they're not great, but they don't suck. So I thought 10 was a lot. um, And they got smoked. My favorite quarterback in the NFL. That's going to happen, though. Came back from an injury and did not play the best. Oh, the Vikings. So I was sitting in this corner watching the game. I, my, I swear we, I swear he hits them. We're, with, we're getting there. With with my boys. And Anthony Barr, first of all, when we went up, we as in the Vikings, when they went up 14, tw- they were up 24-10 uh, just going into the second half. And I turned to all of them and I said, don't worry. As long as Kirk Cousins and Mike Zimmer are on the team, 
we're not gonna win. No, hundred percent. When I saw that uh, OT pick, I, I think I saw it on the TV, and I didn't stop and watch it. Just from seeing what the Vikings have been doing this year, I don't know if they've been doing this beforehand, but just from seeing what the Vikings have been doing this year, I was like, listen, they're getting the ball deep in their own territory right now versus this D. Like, I'm not convinced that that normally that's a game ender right there. Game's over if you pick the ball up in overtime. You need that yeah. field goal. Game's over. I knew something was gonna happen. You know that the amount of times that I've checked my phone, seen a score and a time in a Vikings game, and and been like, all right, Vikings win. And then hear Max screaming from his room about three minutes later in situations where it seemed impossible for them games? to lose. Depends how, how catastrophic Richie, it is. Do I scream during Vikings wins or losses? That might be an understatement. <laughs> um, when Anthony Barr picked it off, I said to my friend Noah, Logan, and Nolan, I said, don't worry. They will not win this game. They will not go down 20 yards and kick a field goal to win it. Hey, Ravens fans. You're lucky you played the Vikings. Every time Big Ben gets sacked, it looks like he dies. I mean, it looks like his body just crumples. Yeah, he, he's ready to go. Uh, Ravens won by three. I had them to win by five. That that was upsetting. However, my over in that game crushed. Had it over 50. They scored like 65. Um, Patriots, Panthers. This one was uh, another case of Sam Darnold seeing ghosts. He threw three picks in the last four starts versus the Patriots. He has nine interceptions. Listen, Max is the money man. He is the betting guy. However, when it comes to Patriots games, I strongly suggest that you take my suggestion. And he did. He went with the minus four, which I'm happy about. And I didn't even suggest that. He just thought that on his own. But when I looked at you right here and I said, J.C. Jackson... Collins, Hightower, Belichick know Sam Darnold so well and they're going to make his life so miserable. I meant it and I knew exactly what was going to happen. And I told it, I don't know if I said it here or if I said it to you. I said, this could be a 30 point game, a hundred percent. And I had a feeling, I, I mean, our offense played like dog shit. Okay. And we scored two touchdowns on offense. Both of them came in the second quarter, got a field goal. And then we got the pick six from uh, JC Jackson dominated run game um coming out party from Ramon J. stevenson he played awesome and damon harris is hurt on the brian's all right i just want to touch on the mac jones thing for one second we don't got a lot of time just one second touch on the mac jones brian burns play this man mac is being framed right now for murder and it is not his fault he did not intentionally hurt anybody he, he is not a... All of a sudden, people think uh, Mac Jones is some jujitsu master who put him in some ankle lock. No. What happened was the ball gets fumbled. Mac has no clue where anybody is. You're grabbing the guy who's the pretty much the only guy behind you, what it feels like at that point. Okay? And... And... Um, I, I, I don't like that they're accusing him. No, no, no. He grabs the ankle. He grabs the ankle. He thought Brian he the Burns. Ball. Brian Burns goes like this, and he tries to twist out of it, then twisting and contorting his own body in a way which led his ankle to be sprained or whatever it was. Oh, and by the way, he also got up and played the rest of the game completely fine. He got hurt later on in the game for something completely separate, and then he also freaking, if it was college, he would have got a targeting penalty for what he did to Damian Harris. So I really don't want to hear this Brian Burns stuff anymore. Yeah. Do you um, want to... I 
I it's want to go over the rest of these games. You yeah, want MVP Jake's words? Bills. I had Jake's plus fifteen. That hit. Bengals Browns. Let me say I didn't get the chance to say this about Baker when the during the last podcast he is a okay to somewhat efficient He's quarterback. He's an above average quarterback. When the, Those quarterbacks when the running back. Juice. When the running back, like Nick Chubb does his thing and Kareem Hunt does his thing, he's a good quarterback when the Ryan game is going and he doesn't have that? to throw more than 20 times, which perfect, he did That perfect QBR in the first half there. Well, Listen, I, I don't care. Quarterbacks like Baker Mayfield don't do – you know, like, do you know how many teams would die for a Baker? And it sounds funny to say, yeah, okay, so Carolina would take him right now. The Jets would take him right now. A lot of teams would take him right now. And all would have losing records. He's an above-average um, quarterback, and he's better than Kirk Cousins. He is a below-average quarterback, and I don't like Kirk Cousins, so I'm not going to argue about that one. Um, he's not I'm going I'm going to cheat here. I'm going to give myself two check marks for Falcon Saints because I remember myself saying in the podcast, this is one of my locks. I got them plus six and money line. And you know what they did? They won. Yeah, I guess you can give yourself two checks. Uh, Raiders, Giants, Raiders. Didn't hit. Just That's fine. Let's just fly through this. Uh, my lock of the week, Chargers. Guess what they did? They won. Uh, Packers, Chiefs. Packers covered plus seven and a half. Sam Fran, Cardinals. Cardinals proved me wrong. Um, I'll take the walk of shame. That, yeah, we don't even have. They are, they are good. There's not enough Cardinals time in the, in the day to discuss. Ra- Rams, Titans. How James Conner and Cole McCoy just decided right. to send it back to the college days and absolutely flame everybody. But... We'll get into that another time. Uh, are the Titans legit? Absolutely. I think so, I've too. I've been saying it, too. And they, watching, they did this without Derek. Watching Adrian it. Peterson score a touchdown was one of the most fulfilling moments. I almost started crying as a Vikings fan. Made me, oh, you're a Vikings fan, too. I almost started crying. Made me very happy to see him. And he yeah. looks good. He looks fast. He looks quick. Um, uh, I had... Oh, boy. I have Montgomery and... Uh, and uh, frick, Khalil. What's the... No. No, Herbert. Herbert. Herbert, dude. Uh, and you both running backs. I started Khalil Herbert because why would I start David Montgomery? Anyways, uh, Raiders, Giants, under 47, that hit. Vikings, Ravens, over 49, that hit. Bengals, Browns, oh, under 47, that missed. I went one for two in my college over-unders. And if the Steelers win here tonight, I'll go 10 for 19. Hopefully win some people some money. But they got to win by seven. And right now they're up 7-0. I hope I go over 50%, but there were some upsets. This week was crazy. No, that, that uh, was crazy. Before week. we touch on our midseason awards, can we talk about this right here? Yes, what? and we're going to do it quick. We're not rushing Why? you guys. We're rushing for Kyle Arrington, who's coming on very soon. But, yes, why we like NFL over college. We love college football. We love college football. Don't get us wrong. But there's just nothing like the NFL. The fact that the Jags beat the Bills and the upsets that happened last week, the upsets that happened this week. And it's fun because it's so unpredictable. Does it happen in college? Sure, once every 10 years. Does it happen in the NFL? Yeah, five times a year. Something crazy like this is going to happen. Five times depending a year, on the five teams. times a week. This week, yeah. This week it happened a bunch. Last week it happened the even crazier ones. So That's what I say about uh, NFL sports bang. You got a better chance to flip a coin than to overthink about what team you think is going to win. Yeah, absolutely. It's a little more predictable in other sports, but NFL Listen, is one crazy. Maybe this episode on Thursday we're going to do Max versus the coin. I'll flip a coin. You do your spreads. 
and we'll see who that comes out with a better record. <laughs> uh, All right, let's. I, I love I love the award. quote that people use any given Sunday. That's the NFL for you. We're gonna do our midseason awards. Take fifty. And I hate to rush through these. We spent a little bit more time on some earlier stuff, which I think we need to acknowledge. Um, yeah. But let's give our midseason awards. MVP, who's your pick? Um, MVP, I'm going with Tom Brady. I don't think a whole lot needs to be said here. Uh, the guy's leading, in my opinion, what's the best team in the NFL. Uh, he's on pace to do statistically things he has, hasn't done since he was in his 30s. Absolutely crushing it. My... He's the most, to me, he's the most important player in the league, and that's why I put him there. Steelers just picked off the Bears. We love to see that. That defense is incredible. Uh-huh. My MVP, midseason. No other than the running back himself, Lamar Jackson. Not only is he just a running back now, that boy can throw the ball. That team is eighth in pass yards per game, which means... Lamar's not a bad throw He's anymore. He's throwing it around a little bit. They're so. also the league's leading rushing yards per game. And you know why? Because he averages a lot of rush yards. He does average a lot of rushing yards. So let's he's, have, a, he's r- a dual threat, to say the least. Defense, pick of the year, uh, defense player of the year. Get through this one pretty quickly. Mine's Miles Garrett. Before the season uh, started, I was saying Miles Garrett is one of the pure best players in the league. Asking if I'd have him or Aaron Donald. You might not like the answer. I'm taking Miles Garrett. Uh, I just think edge rushers, personally, can ruin a game quicker. Yeah, you're not gonna you're gonna run into more good passing teams than you're gonna run into the good running teams. The good running teams won't be able to run it against that Rams D line. The good passing teams have serious trouble trying to figure out a way to throw the ball in under two seconds, and you're taking targets off the field for your quarterback core trying to sit there and chip, and they're late. Uh, anyway, that's my pick. Twelve sacks in the year leading and- the league. My guy is who's playing right now, who got snubbed last year for Defensive Player of the Year. T.J. Watt with eight and a half sacks, three forced fumbles, on a great defense. He is a beast. Like you said, pass rushers can absolutely tear apart a game. All right, Offensive uh, Player of the Year. I'm going Derrick Henry. Listen, these are midseason awards, so we're judging the midseason. Yeah. Did Sad, I haven't read your book yet? I haven't read your pick yet. Uh, Derrick Henry. I can't disagree with you. I mean, it's ups- what that guy did to start the season is absolutely unreal. And honestly, yeah. if I didn't do Brady as my MVP, I might have done Derrick Henry. He was yeah. that good, and he was so far ahead of the people who were... It's sad that he can't win that award now. It's sad because he had a shot. First guy since AP, right? Oh, great shot. Uh, No, there's been some running backs that have won. AP was the last one, I'm saying. That last MVP. Last, last running back MVP. Yeah. Adrian Peterson. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, I get what you're saying. All right. Okay. Offensive rookie of the year. I'm going Mac Jones, and here's why. I love the numbers from Jamar Chase, and I think Jamar Chase is going to be a great receiver for a long time to come. Mac Jones is the first quarterback with five. This guy's so biased. In the first nine, win, in the first nine games with five-plus wins, uh, over 2,000 yards, and 10-plus touchdowns since Andrew Luck. And it's more, it's more impressive to me what Mac Jones is doing than what Jamar Chase is doing. That doesn't take anything away from Jamar Chase. If you didn't happen to have the second coming of Jesus Christ playing in the NFL, then maybe I would have given it to Jamar Chase. But unfortunately, that's just where we no, stand right I, now. I, I, like the, I like the Mac Jones pick. I'm going to have to go with the boy from LSU. That's Jamar Chase. That's Jamar Chase. What he's doing, he can break a lot of rookie records right now. He's a dog on the field. 
and went to Bengals. Let's move to defensive rookie of the year. This one we don't have to spend a lot yeah. of time on. We have the same pick, Can't Micah Parsons. This. I don't know who else is super close. I, I think he took out one of the a great linebacker last year. What was his name? What are you talking about? Uh, on the Cowboys, who got cut? Oh, Jalen Smith, and he just got cut from the Packers too. The guy, yeah, Michael Parsons took that boy out the league after getting signed for like a hundred mil. That that guy's all over the field. All right, where his he's got fifty two tackles and five sacks already. Comeback player of the year, also not a whole lot here. Fair quarterback, Dak Prescott. We got him. Dak Prescott, coach of the year. Uh, coach of the year. Once again, everybody's gonna think I'm biased, which I, I am biased. He is. However. Dino, I'm taking Dino Babers. Give me Dino Babers. I am taking Bill Belichick because Bill Belichick should have ten, okay? And he has. Yeah, I don't know how many he has. I think he might only have one. But what he's doing with the rookie quarterback right now is absolutely phenomenal, in my opinion. And we're five and four right now. This defense is absolutely dominating teams. If you, if I told you we'd have two wins where and Mac three, Jones three straight wins, three wins. If I told you we we would out. have two wins where Mac Jones throws under hundred yard, two hundred yards, you'd call me crazy. But not with Bill Belichick because he just ruins the game for the other team's offense. And I that got is I why got he's my coach of the year. I like I like that one. I got John Harbaugh three come behind big wins, mainly because of my MVP Lamar Jackson. But John Harbaugh. Was I like that a guy too. who took in Lamar Jackson, and this offseason teams team that a reporter asked Lamar Jackson, our NFL teams can't figure you out, and you know he why they no. can't he figure said, him out? Absolutely not, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you know why they can't figure out Lamar? Because John Harbaugh always finds a way for Lamar to no, continue yeah, he, to impress. He's a top and he turned coach. him not into just a running back, but great thrower as well. Eighth in the league in yards per game. All right, unfortunately, I, lo- I love John Harbaugh. Unfortunately, but also fortunately, we've run out of time because we're about to interview Super Bowl champion Kyle Arrington in six minutes. Kyle Arrington, an accomplished NFL quarter- cornerback who led the league in 2011 with seven interceptions. He contributed to the team's success that led to Super Bowl win in 2014 with the New England Patriots. An undrafted corner of Hofstra University, which cut their football program in 2009 after he was in the NFL in the NFL he started his career in Philadelphia with Andy Reid and ended it playing alongside the greatest coach the greatest quarterback and the greatest duo to ever step on the field he's now a happily retired dad to two sons and a daughter he's also an author of a children's book we're so fortunate to have this type of character and this accomplished cornerback in the NFL on our new upcoming podcast. Everyone welcome in Kyle Arrington. Welcome in, Kyle. Hey, Kyle. How's it going? I'm Teddy. It's my co-host, Max, right here. What's up, fellas? How we doing? We're good. Thank you so much for joining. It's awesome that you could uh, give us a few minutes. We really appreciate you coming in. Taking some time with us, man. man. It's what, it's what it's all about, man. Just um, we all we all in this this journey together, right? How how's the retirement life? Uh, I don't know, no, I don't know if I like that word necessarily. I, I like to look at it as a transition. Okay. Uh, no, no, it's all good though. Um, you know, definitely. Uh, you know, busy outside of football. Yeah, I feel like I'm um, I was less busy playing football. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, well, at least I should say I was more regimented. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that makes sense. Now it's uh, very fluid, I'll just say. 
I gotcha. Uh, first question. Before all the success that you had in the NFL, including leading the league in 2011 in interceptions and winning the Super Bowl. Pro Bowl snub, by the way. Pro Bowl snub. I, I, I agree. Hey, from, from, your, from your mouth, right? Yeah, exactly. From your mouth, the guys What's that? I said, no, from your mouth, the guys is. Yeah, exactly, bro. And winning the Super Bowl in 2014, did you ever doubt that you would have a future in the NFL due to the fact that you remained on pack? practice squads at the beginning of your career um, you know that's that's uh i think what the journey is all about man just the uh the un you know the unknown the possibilities the ups and downs the eaves of flows i mean the twisted turns that's that's what it's all about but if you want something enough you're passionate enough about it man now you just continue to fight for it yeah absolutely so i knew that you probably know that you were to expect one of the, one or two of these questions <clears throat> I'm sure you've heard all the media commotion, uh, especially recently when Brady came back, played the Pats, about Brady versus Belichick, this and that. I'm a lifelong Pats fan. Um, is there a moment or something that you can remember that validates what people have said about them disliking each other or any tension going on between them ever? Or, you know, because I've heard a lot of players downplay it, but I've also heard some kind of admit it, and I don't know if people are scared to admit it. Um, or what was really going on, but was there anything like that that you remember? Um, not that I recall. I've, I've, I've at least experienced. You know, when I when I speak on things, I like to always at least try to uh, speak and touch on things that I uh, have uh, ex you know experienced myself. Um, but I mean, I mean, I, I can at least tell you this much. Um, you know, Tom's a very competitive person. Um, he wouldn't be where he is if, if you know if he weren't obviously you know Bill the same. So when you 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 get those um you know those type uh I guess those type one personalities um I mean you know it's it's you know it's just a get a little rift uh, you know here and there but I mean you know, if, if, you know what player coach or player you know teammate uh, ha hasn't had a uh, hasn't always seen you know eye to eye so you would say it was blown a little out of proportion that's what the media does best <laughs> uh like I said I I didn't all I can say is uh. I wasn't there to experience it. All right, that's fair. Uh, speaking of Tom and Belichick, I got to ask, what was it like playing alongside or going against the greatest quarterback in practice, but also playing alongside and being coached by Bill Belichick? Mm, I guess uh, to answer your first part, just you know, playing with the, uh, with, with the GOAT, right? Um, it was... I don't know. I guess maybe my wife could tell you better than better than I could. I know I would come home complaining a lot. Uh, you know, you know, practice. Like, how the hell did Tom get this ball in? You know, on the hours. Yeah, I was, I was, so frustrating. Take it home and just be on my mind. So, how the hell did he, you know get that ball in? Uh, you know, but no. Um, uh, you know what they say? I, iron sharpens iron, man. So, uh, you know, going to being able to go against um, a player of Tom's caliber day in day out, it only made not only myself, uh, uh, you know, a better player, but us, um, you know, as just as, as collectively. As a team, you know, just the best possible versions of uh of, of ourselves and the best you know product we could you know try to uh, you know like I said, definitely um I'm trying to go out there week in and week out and uh, put on put on the field put on display. And to the second part of your question, you know, playing with Bill, I mean, you know, one of the obviously one arguably the greatest player. I want to say arguably the greatest player. Yeah, the greatest player. Play the game, the greatest. You know, you can say arguably, but I'll even say just not even arguably, just the greatest coach to ever coach the game. Right. Um, truly, truly a a uh, special experience. And 
um, you know, you no know, bill has uh, um, really given um, uh, uh, you know, a lot of players such as such, you know, such as myself, I mean, countless players, you know, who aren't, you know, high draft picks, um, who, you know, necessarily wouldn't, you know, maybe have a shot opportunity to, uh, to, uh, to uh, carve out a, um, a piece of their own, you know, in this, uh, in this, in this business industry. So something I'm, you know, very grateful for as well. Um, so I, you know, I can't, you know, say what you want about the man, man. I can't say enough great things about him though. And I guess that kind of makes me realize you play, you were lucky enough to play for some great coaches. Like were, were you with, uh, John Harbaugh? On that Ravens team was yes, uh, 09. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you're taking me back. Uh, 09 with a very veteran Tampa Bay squad. Oh, that was the last year he was coaching. Then he, you know, before he came back, and then I mean, obviously everybody knows now. Um, you're paying attention to it. You know, the football world. We know what's happened recently, unfortunately. But um, yeah, that was just a, a great experience. I started uh, started in camp under Andy Reid. Uh, yeah, I was just just season. gonna say that. For you. Yeah, yeah, with uh, with Gruden, um, you know, obviously the majority of my career in New England on, with with Bill, and then had the opportunity to play with uh with uh, Coach Harbaugh in Baltimore the last two years. So I mean, like I said, I I just in terms of you know football and and minds and understanding, knowledge, insight, everything of uh, um as far as the game goes, I can't I can't complain. Yeah. Uh, what was um? I guess I kind I kind of want to know. How were things run differently in New England than some other, obviously we just talked about some of the great coaches you played for, but how are things run differently under Belichick than they were under, let's say, Reed and Harbaugh? Mm. I would say, you know, a little bit of a, each coach, you know, personality comes out and um, is, is, is incorporated into the uh, the environment and, and the culture. Uh, I, you know, what, what you see is what you get when it comes to Bill. It's, you know, it's football, 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 football. Uh, uh, and, and so, I mean, that's, you know, what, what, what the environment and the experience was like there, which is, you know, it's not a bad, it's not a profession, right? So it's not necessarily a bad thing. And, uh, um, you know, but other coaches, like for example, um, Harbaugh, you know, philosophically, their approach to the game was, was pretty much, you know, very, very similar, but um, in, in terms of other uh, facets of life, you know, Harbaugh incorporate, you know, family, incorporates faith uh, is, is, is a major part of his makeup, his DNA, and, 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 it, and it shows into the uh like i said the uh, the environment and culture in uh down in, in baltimore just like just to uh uh give an example yeah so in 2014 um obviously great year my first time as an adult watching the super bowl that we won um definitely the most meaningful super bowl for me as a fan just because the other ones it doesn't get watered down it's always as fun to watch but that one was just different for me um so in that Super Bowl, you came out towards the end for obviously everyone knows who, uh, Malcolm Butler. Um, or I don't know if you came out or what that situation was, but he ended up making that play. You guys win the Super Bowl. Was there any bittersweetness to that, the fact that you weren't on the field making that play? Or was uh, it just you You were so happy to obviously reach them out and top and win that Super Bowl? No, I mean, I'd be lying if I said uh, uh, there wasn't any bittersweetness. I, I mean, obviously, everybody, it was a kind of a rough day at the office uh, for, uh, for, for yours truly. But I, I'm also a firm believer that every, you know, everything happens for a reason. And I don't know, you know, I, obviously, at that time, I didn't know what that particular reason could have been uh, for me to go out there, you know, and actually have a, uh, I just say, like I said, a rough day at the office then. But, um, you know, just look, look, looking back and just even looking now, what Malcolm's been able to do, with uh, with with his career, it's not like that was just some um, you know one 
one hit wonder that was fluke or anything. He's really been able to really put a uh, uh, carve out a nice niche, nice career for you know on his own uh, for himself and in, in terms of in, in NFL and put himself up there. Um, you know, one one of one elite uh, competitive uh, cornerbacks. Uh, for you know for you know for year in and year out. You know, since uh, since that play, since that moment. And uh, so yeah, I, I like like I said, every, I know everything happens for a reason. At the end of the day, um, you know, we always can't see that see that plan um, initially. You know, in, in that moment, but. Uh, look, looking back, no, that's uh, how I how I like to uh, how I like how I like to uh, view it. Shows a lot about your character. Yeah, it's a very so impressive answer. Well, first, we only got one more question for you, but I wonder, do you keep in touch with any of the Pats guys? Uh sure, yeah, no, uh, no, a lot of those guys, I know, I've I've been re- removed for a few years now from the um, I should, well, maybe removed not the best word. Yeah, <laughs> I know I've been um been on the team at least, you know, for for the past several years, but I've you know like. You know, high tower. Uh, you know, great guy, great guy, great, uh, great player. Better, you know, better human being, individual. Uh, Devin McCoy. I mean, you know, Devin was my, one of my groomsmen at the wedding. So, you know, our, our we have a re, re, very strong relationship, great relationship. Um, I mean, a lot. You know, a lot of the guys still on, on the defensive side of the ball. Um, um, even offensive side as well. So, so now, I mean, it's uh, it's it's a brotherhood. You know, it's yeah. one of those. Uh, it's one of those experiences that uh, that you go through. Not everyone can can relate to, and there's plenty of experiences like that. But uh, you know, but ours in particular is it's 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 something that um can kind of kind of kind of it connects you, and uh, like I said, you turn into a brotherhood, and it's something that, that that you hold on to. You know, those relationships that that you hold on to, um, you know, very, you know, a lot of us, um, well, you know, all of us from the majority know value value them. Um, so uh, so yeah, uh, I would to answer your question, yes. <laughs> There, there, there are guys uh, and social social media doesn't make it hard either to uh yeah, stay in contact uh you brought up how busy you are uh and how you were almost less busy in the league than out of do you, do you ever look back though and think about hey do would i ever go back to let's say like coaching or somehow get involved with football again uh i, I think we all try to pay it forward in our own way and for for some of us you know that's coaching um that's broadcasting um you know or or an analyst uh position you know things of that that nature uh for for me it's um um, i'm very fulfilled honestly by what uh you know i've been able to do kind of be able to transcend what i've been able to do on the field uh off of it now and that's through uh through a nonprofit, um you know through nonprofit, also but but through for-profit entities and organizations I've been able to uh, um, develop and uh, be a part of. So it's very, it's very, like I say, very gratifying and very, uh, very fulfilling. Uh, one of them actually, uh, I don't know if you can see, uh, yeah. So American Fitness is a lifestyle fitness brand uh, that, uh, that I created with a, with a, a couple of a special group of guys. I'm actually one of the executives, uh, none other than Lee Bodden on, uh, uh, on, our, on our team. Yeah, and he, uh, you know, I'm saying you're, you know, New England fan, I mean, New England diehard Pats fan. So as I said, you know, Sure. Yeah. Sure. The name um, resonates. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's my guy right there. So, uh, so like I said, just a great, great group of um, um, individuals that uh, we've been able to, like I said, start up this brand and just really, uh, you know, whether it's like I said, for me, for-profit, non-profit mission is the same. And that's, you know, being able to make an impact uh, within our, within our community and uh, empower our, you know, ourselves and each other. It's yeah. awesome to hear that you're paying it forward. A lot of, a lot of guys do that when they're out the league, whether it's um, those non Profit, developing nonprofits, contributing to them, or getting back in it with coaching or 
um, broadcasting, like you so said. So I only got one more question for you, and then we're gonna let you go. Um, we saw that you released the book, uh, piece it together. I think this past May, or my. Um, so where did you get the inspiration to write a children's book? You know, cause, and I believe, did you have one other book than that or no? Uh, no, so that's my, my first book, first project. First book, right? um, right, well, congratulations on that. And yeah, we were just wondering um, how you came up with that and to do that. Uh, well, it was, it was cool to be able to uh, actually put the, uh, the communications degree to good use uh so uh no no but um all, all seriousness you know so over the pandemic well kind of still still coming out of this pandemic um you know wanted to i just just felt felt when i felt compelled uh you know couldn't couldn't really couldn't sleep i had these uh these these thoughts in my head and i didn't really know what it, what it was going to turn into but i just you know opened up the laptop started writing um and and i had a great group of uh uh but my publishing team next next level publishing um great you know great team they were uh, they able to help me uh, bring the uh, bring the project to life through just uh, you know, in a uh, vivid and 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 um, um, artwork which is really just pops off the page and so uh, very grateful for them. So in a sense, you know, it's kind of um, I guess the uh, the the motivation uh, come from you know being a parent of three uh, three three active and busy kids. I, I will say. Oh, uh, yeah. uh, I saw you had two boys. Uh, I didn't know. I thought you just had two. Uh, yeah, so two boys and a baby girl. Baby girl. You have a baby oh, girl. Nice. Congrats. Congrats. Uh, but yeah, she is the she's what we like to call the ringleader. <laughs> and is that why you say you're busier off the field than on? Yeah, that that is a big part of the equation. Why? Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. So like so like I said, being a parent of three as well. Me and my wife, we always try. Uh, we you know we wrestle at night on how can we leave this world a better place in which we inherit it. You know, there's just as a parent, you know, you you grow. Well, as a person, you know, you grow you um um you evolve you you gain uh perspective and experience and so now like i said as, as a parent of three uh that's really just um one thing that that um you know we we try to uh always kind of think of day in and day out of how we like I said just leave this place better and it's not just for our kids it's for all of our kids you know they're 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 you know they're the future um no i'm sure it's something you you two don't have to worry about for a while but uh, yeah, so but you know, like I said, when you get get a little older, like I said, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, so so you kind of kind of like you kind of evolve, kind of change a little bit. And Freshman at college, but yeah, four more years, and yes. we're we're out there. No children. Yeah. No, but uh, long and short, though. With all that being said, I wanted just to lay a uh, foundation, and so uh, the foundation is about um, you know togetherness, teamwork, unity, and one thing uh, one thing in the project that that we say well, that I say, you know I like to say me and my team like to say all the time now is. Um, Individually, you can go fast, but together we can go far. And that's, you know, something that I really just wanted to, because um, for me, it's never not really about the medium, it's about the message. So I, I never really envisioned myself writing a children's book. I never really envisioned myself um, acting. You know, I never really envisioned myself, you know, doing, doing, doing a few things. So now at this point in my life, I'll never say never, but, uh, but yes, uh, uh, it's really just about storytelling. And you know, it's like uh, me talking to you two right now. Yeah. You know where we're you know, where we're telling a story. You know we're, we're we're delivering a message, and it's all about what do you want that message to be about. So, well, I think that's all we got. Thank you so much for coming on. This was awesome for me. I grew up watching you play. Uh, so did he. But you know, I've always yes. been a huge fan, and we were so thrilled you can come on and give us some of that. So thank you so much. As a, oh, you're far. Yo, you guys are far too kind. I'll uh, make sure to cash app you up for uh, make sure put you on the Christmas list and get to see you see a nice little cash app. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, as a new up and starting podcast, to have a character and uh, accomplished former NFL guy like you on the show, yeah, it's, it's awesome. 
It's amazing. Yeah, it helps out a lot. So thank you very much and uh, good luck with the kids and everything. Hopefully it's a quiet night. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, I just just put them to bed. My wife's on the call herself as well. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'm I'm sure I'm, I'm gonna go up there. It's about to be the Wild West up there. So, so uh, Wild West. Uh, like I said, just yeah. fingers crossed. crossed. Yeah. Good luck. All right. Thanks, All right. Y'all have, have a good one. I appreciate it. Thanks I so much. You. All right. Take care. What an interview that was. Listen, I expected that to be good, but not like that. And on a on a personal level, he was such a cool dude. He. All of his, uh, go check out American Fitness, definitely. His book, Piece It Together. Yep. You can find it. I found it just by looking it up. It'll bring you to the link. I don't know if it's on Amazon or something like that. Definitely one of the coolest dudes that we've spoken to so far in this podcast. And when you have all the experiences like that. Um, that, I, that I didn't just learn more about him as a former player. But yeah, as a dude the too. high He's level, like, I mean, just an unreal guy and character and is, is out for... Um, he's going to do a lot of great things left in his life, but, um, that, that was just amazing. Yeah, no, that was, that was definitely awesome. Me growing up a Patriots fan, you can imagine that was unreal just to be talking to him and get that insight about how he thought after the Super Bowl and how competitive Tom is and everything like that. So I guess that's it. That's a good podcast right there. I'd say, right? What would you give it out of 10? I'd, I'd say out of 10. 12. 12? Yeah, probably 14. Um, great episode though. Number three. In the books. We're, we're only getting better week by week. We're rolling. And the, thanks the boys to, are rolling. Thanks to our viewers and the editor that we have behind the great camera, Big Mr. Germany guy, Viesman. Get that shit. <laughs>